Broadway Sword Podcast, the hockey podcast that talks about Buffalo Sabres and New York Rangers hockey, hosted by John Scuza. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to a playoff edition of the Broadway Sword Podcast. I'm your host, John Scuza. On today's episode, we're going to talk about the Rangers' first-round series against the Pittsburgh Penguins, where they were able to win it in seven games and move on. And then we will preview a little bit of their upcoming series against the Carolina Hurricanes. So let's get into it. So there's, as I said, the New York Rangers won their first-round series against the Pittsburgh Penguins. Hallelujah, they did it in seven games and they did it in dramatic fashion as they always do winning it 4-3 in overtime at Madison Square Garden but we'll get to that game in a little bit so let's start out let's go game by game little thoughts about each game and just where the turning point truly was for the Rangers in this series so game one Pittsburgh wins 4-3 4-3 and triple overtime to take game one at Madison Square Garden. This game had a lot of controversy around it because there was a called off goalie interference goal that was that went against the Rangers, and it led to a lot of uproar, especially in the New York and the Rangers fan community, especially on social media and stuff like that, saying that was a goal. The NHL doesn't know what they're doing. The, the officiating was terrible. You know, no one knows what the hell goalie interference is. It just it went on and on, and then it went on for another three long periods, and Pittsburgh was just able to put it away. Igor Shesterkin played absolutely outstanding in this game. Absolutely outstanding. He played out of his mind, and he was the reason why the Rangers stayed in this game for as long as he, they did. Igor made... 79 saves on the game. 79 saves. The second most in playoff history, only behind Andre Vasilevsky in when they when Toronto or I'm sorry, when Tampa and Columbus went on a really, really long game just a couple years ago in the bubble. So but the Rangers were able to bounce back and tie the series back up 5-2 at home to take game two, tied 1-1 going into Pittsburgh. Very, you know, very easy game. You know, like I said, 5-2 win. Easy peasy. Then came the rough patch. Game three and game four, Pittsburgh scored seven goals apiece. Igor Shosturkin was chased from both games, and it looked dark and bleak for the Rangers. They are down 3-1 after the two games in Pittsburgh. All hope was lost. All the, Ra- the Rangers fan base was just in in disbelief. They're like, this team's done. The, all it is has been the kid line. And I'll get to the kid line in a little bit after I'm done talking about this series. But just all it's been is the kids. Where are the, fo- where are the veterans? Where, 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 you know, it's like they're leaving Igor out there to hang to dry. This team is done. This is a disappointment. In game three, it was 4-1 after the first period in favor of Pittsburgh. And I was just, I was livid. I'm watching this game. I was livid. I'm just like, why? Why why, why can't this team go away? Why can't Pittsburgh just roll over and just die? I want this team to be horrible for 
forever. And just like they won't go away. And then the Rangers tied it. It was 4-4 going into the third period. I'm like, yes, let's go. And then the collapse happened in the third period, and they lost 7-4. And I was just like, whatever, I'm done. And I was, and then game four is the same thing. Watching, I'm just like, I, I after the third, even before the third period started, I was like, I'm done. They're gonna lose. I'm sick and tired of this. I just couldn't watch. I was into such disgust with this. Then game five, you know, you got the hopes like, oh, maybe they can do this. Uh, a fun tidbit, actually, the last time the Rangers were down three one to Pittsburgh, they came back and won uh, in seven games. Like they did in this series, and that was in 2014 when they went all the way to the Stanley Cup Finals. Now I'm not saying the Rangers can go to the Stanley Cup Finals. I'd love them for. I'd love them to go and win, as you know every fan does. But it's kind of interesting. And Game Five rolled around back in Madison Square Garden, so you know hopefully that changed the momentum a little bit. And oh, and one more tidbit with Pittsburgh, the Igor chance. You know, Pittsburgh fans just going, Igor, Igor, you know, trying to get into the young goalie's head because this is his first true playoff series. And it looked like it was working. But get, uh, on May 11th, Game 5, the Igor chance turned from being negative to positive as they turned to Madison Square Garden. And the Rangers, again, fell behind. They were down 2 nothing, And Sidney Crosby got hit by Jacob Truba and left the game and then all of a sudden it was like a switch was flipped Rangers went out and scored two quick goals in 90 seconds 90 seconds it was tied 2-2 they were down 2-0 towards the end of the second period then Jacob Truba scored a backhanded goal to take a 3-2 lead but then Jake Gensel came down scored and tied it and but the Rangers were able to Persevere have they, have, as they always have been in the third period. Played really good third period hockey. Ended up winning 5-3, 3-2 going back to Pittsburgh. This is where things got scary because it's like last two games in Pittsburgh, they looked horrible, terrible. I'm going, oh, no, not again. I'm like, I'm like, I'm just, I was stressed. I was stressed in the max. I'm just like, why? I'm like, they're going to lose. I'm like, depending on how they come out, they're going to lose. If they don't play well and Pittsburgh jumps on them early, they're done. And this game, again, Pittsburgh jumped out to an early lead. They were up 2-0 after the first period. But the Rangers, again, all of a sudden, again, in the second period, which they've struggled in a lot this year, a switch just flipped. And Mika Sabanajev and Chris Kreider just woke up. Mika Sabanajev with two goals, a power play goal, and then another goal to tie the game for the Rangers. And then Chris Kreider with another power play goal to put the Rangers up 3-2. But then, again, like they happened in Game 5, getting Malkin tied the game uh, on a breakaway, and it was 3-3. But again, the Rangers per- persevered in the third period to win Game 6, 5-3, and send it back to New York for a pivotal Game 7. And then... Game 7, like I I was saying, the minute Game 7 happened and it was going into New York, and I kept saying this, I kept telling my father this, I kept saying this to myself, I wanted the Rangers to be the second seed in this series because I knew the series was going to happen unless Pittsburgh or New York had a huge collapse. I want want Game 7 in Madison Square Garden because that's 
I know Pittsburgh can't get away with calls because I know that's what would happen because it's always, I've seen it happen way too many times before. And the Rangers just, they paced with Pittsburgh this game. Uh, started out with a Chris Kreider uh, goal from Mika Sabanjev that was beautifully fed. Then Dan Heinen tied it on a power play goal. Jake Gensel scored a power play goal that some people thought was very... People, some people argue that it was a it was a high stick. It's tough to tell. Some angles show yes. Some angles you can't tell. And it's so I don't have an opinion. The goal was called. The goal was called. Pittsburgh went up two one, and then a great answer by Keandre Miller to tie it two two off of a weird goal. Actually, to to back up really quick with this, Tristan Jari for the first time in this series played after breaking his foot. And Louis Domingue, who is their third-string goalie after Casey DeSmith got hurt in Game 1, played this whole series just to kind of put a little more things into perspective. So Jari's, this is, Tristan Jari came in for the first time. He was played really well for Pittsburgh until he broke his foot. So then to turn back around to Game 7, so it's 2-2, the Rangers, at about halfway through the second period. And Evan Rodriguez uh, scored a shorthanded goal to make it 3-2 towards the end of the second period. It's 3-2 Pittsburgh going into the third. Rangers down and out, not looking good, look like everything was lost. And then Mika Sabanajev scored the game tying goal. Now there was a lot of controversy on this game on this goal because behind the net prior, Mika uh, I'm sorry. Alexi Lafreniere tore one of the Pittsburgh Penguins' heads, or heads, Jesus, uh, helmets off, and he had to leave the ice, and that's what led to a five-on-four in the Rangers scoring. But what was discussed about at the end of the game was how the rule really happens, and actually he could have just picked up his helmet and kept playing, but no one knew specifically how the rule was because most of the rules are if your helmet comes off, you have to get off the ice. And it was explained on the broadcast that, no, you can actually put your helmet right back on if it comes off like that. And there's also nine times out of ten, if somebody purposely rips off your helmet, it should be a pellety. Well, that was not the case, especially in a game like this, a game seven. In a regular season, that's probably called. But in a game seven like this, I don't think you can, you really can't. It's a judgment call, and they didn't make the call. And you just have to keep playing. And so the Rangers tied it with... uh, uh, with you know like just five minutes to go in the period and then they go into overtime and I was crossing my fingers that this wasn't going to be a three overtime fiasco like game one was thank god it wasn't Keandre Miller draws a great penalty Rangers go to the power play and Artemi Panarin who had really not scored all all series woke up and scored the game winning goal in overtime on the power play to send Pittsburgh home and the Rangers to the second round. And it was just an electrifying goal. I was so happy. Like the side really, it basically felt like the Rangers won the Stanley Cup to me because I just the despisement of Pittsburgh and just watching them beat the Rangers year after year and winning cup after cup. It's just like, just one of those where it's just like, I want you to go away for a while. Please leave me alone. I'm done looking at your logo. I'm done listening to your fans. I'm done listening to your stupid horn that you play during your playoffs. Hi, hi, hi. Let's go. Pittsburgh. I'm, I'm tired of that stuff. 
I'm tired of seeing it in the playoffs. I'm tired of seeing Sidney Crosby. I'm tired of this team. It was like this was like the Rangers Stanley Cup. And that's great. You finally beat Pittsburgh. You finally put what we seem as the old guard of the Metropolitan down because it's like there's a possibility that Chris Letang, Getty Malkin, and Sidney Crosby, this was their last playoffs together because the Penguins have to sign two of, potentially two of three between Brian Ross, Chris Letang, and Getty Malkin. And no one knows what's going to happen truly with that team. But yes, the Rangers win in Game 7, wins the series 4-3, wins the Game 4-3 in overtime in Game 7. So now on to their upcoming series. Their upcoming series is against the Carolina Hurricanes, who were the number one team in the Metropolitan. The Rangers were the second. This series is going to be interesting because this is going to be probably one or two ways. This is either going to be a really hard-fought series or it's probably going to be a one, one-sided one series. And I'm hoping that it won't be a one-sided series. Carolina has had the, the Rangers number this year and the last couple of years. The last time they met in the playoffs was the 2020 bubble where Carolina just swept the floor and wiped the floor for, of the Rangers. And so it was, you know, that was that was hard to watch. It was like, it was like Hank's last big hurrah. And it's just... It didn't go well for the Rangers, and they just a lot of injuries and a lot of a lot of things were going on. So this is their first true official playoff series since that, and a lot of people, a lot of Ranger haters are saying Carolina on five because they're the Ranger fans on Twitter are being annoying and trolling everybody because they were getting trolled, and so it's been a Twitter war about you know like what's going on. Like Paul Bissonnette is a huge Ranger fan, a huge Ranger hater right now because he hates the fans on Twitter. And so he's sitting there saying Rangers are done in five. I think my uh, optimistic view on this is this series will go six or seven. I think Carolina is going to take this in six or seven, but you don't know. The, the big key factor for this series is going to be Igor Shosturkin. Igor Shosturkin will do. He'll either he'll either have be out of gas from the last series against Pittsburgh, or he'll have a lot of momentum from that series because he picked himself up and kept going. And he might steal the Rangers a game or two in this series, and maybe that rejuvenates the the Rangers, and maybe they can push Carolina to a sixth, seventh game and really put them on the run. Now that's like that's a, in a perfect world if everything goes right. The Rangers are young. They have a lot of promise, and actually what carried the Rangers through that Pittsburgh series was the young line of Philip Heedle, Alexi Lafreniere, and Capo Caco. That was what helped the Rangers stay in this game and what gave the Rangers the boost and their veterans a boost to go out there and seal the deal for them. They played hard. You noticed them. They didn't score a lot of points. They did play really well, though. Keandre Miller played really well. There's a bright future for the Rangers. And I've had discussions with other people, non-Ranger fans and hockey fans in general, and they're saying this is the Rangers' like prologue to their cup window. Like whatever happens after this, if they somehow beat Carolina, go on the Eastern Conference Finals and whatnot, everything everything now is bonus. You've proven yourself. You've you've made your you've made your uh, you've claimed your statement win against Pittsburgh in the playoffs. 
So everything after this is bonus for them. Next year is when they're going to get, they will probably be bigger, they will probably be better, and they will probably be strong, and they're more experienced. Next year is year one of the cup window. So this series against Carolina, I'm going to say, I'm going to take Carolina in six. Optimistic slash home review, you know, I'd love to see Rangers in seven because that's that's all I can see out of this series. But my, my legitimate view as a Ranger fan and just, you know, as a hockey fan and just being, trying to be unbiased, I think Carolina's got this in six. But we'll see. It's The games have to be played. Like I said, Carolina beat the Rangers three out of the four times they played this year. So it's it's going to be an interesting series. It's going to be a well-fought series, I think. And we'll see what Igor Shesterkin and the Rangers can do after a big win against the Pittsburgh Penguins. So that is all for this episode of the Broadway Sword Podcast. Thank you for listening, and I will see you on the next one.